All right, we're back with another episode of the Primo Podcast. It is uh, Monday. Uh, it, what, what's the date today, Phil? I'm losing it here. I, the, my days are all mixed up. 27th. The 27th, the 27th of, of April. April. Uh, we're yeah. moving along here, and uh, I'm Zach Hayes, and I'm joined by Primo Phil, as always here. Oh, in yeah. New setup here on uh, Zoom, as well as the traditional podcast recording method we've been doing. But um, today's episode, we're just going to title it Too Small to Fail, because that's a lot of what's going on right now. A lot of conversation uh, is the small business, uh, the small businesses of the world. Are we getting the short end of the stick right now? So that's kind of the question I'm posing. Uh, Phil, right off the bat, just to get us started, how many small businesses do you think there are in the United States? Oh, my God. (laughs) I have no idea. Throw out a ballpark number. Give me something to work with here. Think, I don't want to end up sounding stupid. Um, <laughs> Too late. I don't know. I would say a uh, million. <laughs> a million. You're 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 way off. You're not even you're not even close. It's thirty point two million small businesses Jeez. in the United States, yeah. and that's basically. Uh, designated as in any company that has 500 employees or less, which that's okay. also a very wide range, if you ask me, because yeah, I, no do not, I, got it wrong. I do not equate the, uh, the, the small business of uh, only five people to the same as a company that's got 499 employees. Right. It's a very different setup in the way you approach business and really what your goals are, are also very different and what you're able to do is very yep. different. So I think that's why so many people, when we start hearing these numbers get thrown out with a lot of the things that were put in place to help the small businesses of the world, you think of your main street businesses, you think of your mom and pops, but then we also get the companies like, um, uh, Shake Shack that are, um, giving back the $10 million that they were awarded for the, the PPP funding. And now you, you've, you've got people who are starting to see the, the inequities and why we're all playing by some different sets of rules here. I mean, those, those companies, there were, there were, I, when I was doing the the research on this and throwing out the numbers, 220 publicly traded companies applied for $870 million of funding under these protection plans and these disaster relief funds. Right. That's crazy. That That's insane. And I, I think, like you said, like with a company that's uh, with five employees, I, I mean... I, you're looking at a totally different playbook when you have like 20 or 30 employees from what we have. Um, and those guys, they're just on a different level altogether. Yeah. It's, it's not even that it's a different level. It's a different set. It's a different way of doing business as well. You know, I, I was, uh, uh, listening to some, um, you know, some people who were, who were talking, I think this, I, I, I don't want to get it wrong here. It was either Noam Chomsky or it was uh, uh, Warren Buffett. And they were saying, you know, basically there's these businesses who they're not in the business of uh, making their product or they're not in the business of producing something. They're in the business of, you know, turning a, a little bit of money into a lot of money. I mean, it's all about right. uh, their their financial playbook and it's all about how they are investing these funds and what their return is for their investors and not necessarily uh, are they making a desirable product. 
They use the example GE. They're like, GE has not produced something that the public has wanted in years now. They just are right. playing this shell game where they're buying different corporations and they're they're now gobbling up smaller companies. And that's how they uh, equate greatness. But that's not the small businesses that we're talking, in, uh, talking about. And I think, Phil, when we saw some of these things get passed in Congress, we were thinking okay, they're talking small business. They're talking, you know, the office pub, Youngers, uh, Fans Printing. Those kind of companies are the ones that you think of when you think small business, but no, it's actually uh, not all of us are the ones who are going to reap the benefits of what is basically being passed through using our tax dollars. So we're funding a lot of these large uh, corporations that we didn't even realize we were getting into. Right. Because to me, I would have never, I never would have thought that, um, a small business quote unquote would be anything close to that. That to me is uh, 500 employees is that's super large scale to me. Um, and which I know in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's really not. But like you said, when you hear all these things coming through about funding for small businesses, I, I don't put those type of companies on my radar. And you, like, you really think, do they really need the help as bad as uh, a business like ours and the other businesses in our small town of Romeo? Well, I, I, I mean, Phil, I think you brought up a good point, and I'm glad you did mention that because I don't – that's part of the problem with this because these yeah. – these, these things that are floating around, the economic uh, disaster funds and the um, – uh, the, the PPP funding and some of these other grants and loans that are being put out there. Uh, you've got cap loans, you've got, uh, you know, every single, you know, big company Salesforce was offering grants. The, um, the, the U S chamber of commerce was offering grants. Now those are things that are a little more, um, geared towards actual small businesses. Those are going to be things that have a little more, um, monitoring in the way they're funded. Um, whereas with some of the other federal programs, we're seeing that there's a lot of, not necessarily, I don't want to, well, uh, yeah, call it corruption. I mean, there's going to be people who yeah. are, who are, who are milking this system now because if it's out there and available and there's so much chaos right now, and it has to be funded so quickly, they're all going to jump on top of it, Phil, don't you think? Right. Wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't would you? So. Because at the end yeah, of the day, I, I they've got, they, they're, they, they're going to be impacted in some way or another. But you know, for an right. for example, we use that example of Shake Shack and they came back and they, they said, Oh, well we were able to, uh, 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 procure another hundred million dollars in private funding. So we don't need investor funding. So we don't need right. that $10 million at the, uh, uh, government was going to give us no shit, Sherlock. You know what I mean? You were, this was not yeah. designed for you, but they were taking it. And there have been already Phil, 13 companies that have returned a combined $98 million from this funding. Yeah. Because guess what? They got caught with their hand in the cookie jar and they are hurting right. small business. If there's, there's never been a reason now more so than ever to look at that and say, if you have the option of going to, um, uh, Chili's or, um, 
uh, Brown Iron Brewery in Washington Township, guess what? Yeah. You should be going to Brown Iron. That's where your money should be spent. Look at how these, these, the greed takes over in these times and they don't care that it's going to put others out of business. They're just taking no. it because it's available to them. So think about that. $98 million between 13 companies. So that tells yeah, you they're getting a, a, a minimum, a minimum at that point of about seven and a half million dollars on average per company just being given to them as a 1% interest loan. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and that's something where with that money there, so many actual small businesses could benefit oh so much from that. And that's, that's the thing is like, you, you know, the system is flawed when, when those types of things are happening and, and the, the people, there's nobody out there that's going to say, no, well, there are some, but not many that are going to say, no, thank you. We don't need that money. The, the greed takes over. They say, gimme, 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 and they're going to take it. And you, all these small businesses are going to lose out because of that. Well, we, we've been seeing that and we're, we're seeing that that's a common theme where, you know, and it's, and it's first to uh, get a crack at it, you know, and this was a, yeah. this, a, a initial, cause that's the thing the the PPP is probably the thing that's most familiar to uh, small business owners right now, because it's basically a, a loan that, um, banks are giving out, uh, that, that you're, you're, you're applying through one of these banks. We went through a very small, yeah. uh, uh, bank, a, a small credit union in our area, um, or a small bank in our area. And I'll get into why that was probably a good thing in just a little bit here, a little bit of foreshadowing uh-huh. here, but you know, you, you're seeing where the loan is basically two and a half times your, um, uh, your monthly labor expenses. So whatever your payroll okay. is for two and a half months is what they're offering as a loan. You have to spend 75% of that on, uh, uh, your payroll. The other, right. uh, uh, 25% can be spent for things like rent utilities and other things of that nature, if you want it to be yeah. forgiven. Otherwise right. it's, uh, it's basically a loan with a 1% interest rate, which if you know anything about money, a 1% interest rate is basically borrowing the money for nothing. And right, exactly. anybody is going to take that whether they need it or not. We've seen now that there are, there are businesses because, you know, I, I'm not going to name names, but I know people personally who had been applying with their, their, their business was in dire straits as it was. And they right. were still applying for this because they could. And because it was based on previous numbers, cause they only, they went off 2019's numbers. So whatever your payroll right. was then is what you would be subject to now. And guess what? They were approved. And these yeah. other companies who don't necessarily need it, but they're going to take it because we all know, and don't get me wrong. They've lost money in this process. I think we all have. Yeah. But right. it's not what the program was designed to do. And you're seeing the people who are a little late to the game, or maybe they thought they had a little more time. That initial $349 billion that was allocated for this was gone almost immediately. Yeah. I don't even think it took a week. Um, right. And luckily, we were right on top of it within, you know, a uh, within uh, the day that that went up, we applied for it. We got everything approved. We were good to go. We got the check within a few days. Um, really easy um, over at Tri County. Um, 
But, you know, now, Phil, we're seeing uh-huh. that there's a reason why it was good to go to a small bank. Because right now, yep. some of the big banks, they're actually being sued, believe it or not. Jeez. Yeah. Any idea why they might be getting sued as a result of this? Um, no. <laughs> no, I really don't. No idea. Phil's, no. Phil, Phil's not really a news guy. No, you can tell in, in this conversation, I'm the employee and you're the business owner that's, you know, applying for these things and looking up the, uh, information about it because I, to be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's interesting to hear, you know, how it works because it affects a lot of people. Yeah. So Phil, basically here's how this was supposed to roll out. First uh-huh. come first serve your, right. your, your, you're going over, uh, you're, you're taking these applications as they come in. And I've heard this yeah. from people too, a couple of people who actually did apply at these, uh, at these particular banks. Um, okay. they were, they, they basically shuffled you down to the bottom. So you've got bank yeah. of America, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan chase and us bank were all named in this, uh, lawsuit. I don't know if it was, uh, one lawsuit or if it was uh, individuals, um, all separate ones, but these were the ones that were on the list that have been sued at this point for allegedly failing to okay. process loans on a first come first serve basis. So basically they were, yeah. they were taking the loans and processing first, the ones they knew that they were going to prioritize based on what would make them the most money in the long run. Right. Because remember, yeah, this doesn't matter if, 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 if the money's out, the money's out, regardless of how many loans you applied for or, or you ran right. through your organization. So let's say, you know, uh, JP Morgan Chase gets all of the FAMS sized PPP loans, uh, and it's only maybe a handful, but you get the same handful from a different bank that is, you know, $10 million, $5 million, $2 million in funding, and you're getting, you're still getting that 1% interest rate you're going right. to be making a lot more off that bigger handful that had a bigger reach on there. So that's why they were doing it. I get why they were doing it, but that's the yeah. thing that in these situations, you see how shady and how we're, this is, and this is, this is not just, just any, anybody's money. This is taxpayer money. I mean, we're it's the government right. that's funding this and yes, do we all need it? Yes, but it, this is in addition to all the personal stuff that we're not talking about the personal stuff. We're not talking about the stimulus yeah. checks. We're not talking about the um, the extra money for unemployment. This is strictly business related because at the end of the day, these are the these are the companies that are going to be bringing these people back, hopefully. And, and I think the yeah. logic with a lot of this is, you know, well, they employ the most people. These these bigger right. companies, they they obviously have a payroll that's bigger. But guess what? Yes, it maxes out at $100,000 for the person's salary, like as part of it. So like if you're making $300,000 at Shake Shack as a CEO or as a, gosh, a CEO you probably makes a lot that. more of that, but you only get up to 100000 right. But even so, yeah. you have a larger core group of people, and if they all max out at 100000 you can imagine what that looks like as far as what your loan would be getting. So how many of these companies were applying and getting that maximum amount of $10 million to help sustain their business that, that eats up that 300 some odd billion really quick. And that's why you've, the, the, the demand was so overwhelming that they were going back to 
the uh, the coffers to come up with another two hundred and fifty one billion dollars for this program, which was approved, luckily, because I think there's still a lot of people that need it. But first come, first serve. They're going to have to go through three, four more, and who's to say we won't need more after that? Oh, you'll you'll definitely need more, and and that's the thing is when you end up doing this thing with the with the banks and stuff, don't believe them when they say, oh, we 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 care about you, we this and that. No, they're out to make money. We've seen that in the past throughout the years that the big banks are in it for the money. Um, and, and well, yeah, the money they better, they, well, they should be in it for the money. They're a bank. I would hope yeah. so. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's when are you taking, when are you taking more than what you're giving back? Right. And that's the thing is, yes, they, they have to be in it for the money, but they are at, in it for the money at ridiculous levels. Um, and it's, it's just not fair to see them. That's why the system cannot be set up this way, because when you're setting it up like this, you could help out so many people. And that's the other point I wanted to make about that is that these bigger companies, they have people that are on top of this stuff. They know exactly what to do. They, and whereas a lot of business, small business owners, they, they might not have the resources to go through and do this work and apply for these loans as quick as, you know, maybe somebody with a legal background or something could on a team um, in these big companies. And, and you're, it's David versus Goliath and Goliath has, you know, a bunch of people helping them out. And it's just, it's right. not fair. Well, yeah. And, and initially when this all was going down very early on, you know, there were, this was before we really knew the extent of what we were dealing with. So this would have right. been before, before the official shutdown, there was still stuff yeah. going around with, um, you know, like at a local level for Macomb County, where we're at, where they were saying, okay, we, here's what we are offering. There's going to be some grant programs out. And if you have questions, we'll set you up with somebody who you can talk with. And there was so much confusion early on because I did speak with somebody um, at, yeah. at, at Macomb County who was helping out with this. And they were saying, listen, this is not going to be an easy rollout. There's a lot of confusion. Yeah. It's, you know, we're, you know, the way the, the, this was, you know what, that was after the uh, Trump, President Trump declared the national emergency. That right. was the, that was when everything started to kind of um, become a major issue. It wasn't until maybe a week or so after that, that there was a shutdown by our state of Michigan, by the governor. And so that's when this all started kind of coming out. And, you know, cause I was a little concerned early on. We had, we had gotten to the point where we were scaling back on hours. Uh, we had somebody who was traveling, uh, from out of state who worked for us. And we had right. decided even prior to the shutdown that, you know, we were, we were not going to have, we were going to have them sit out a week before they came yeah. back just to take the proper precautions. Um, and that's really where, um, you know, after I talked to them and the confusion and just the uncertainty that I could hear from them and the way they kind yeah. of said, you know, buckle up. This is, yeah. this is your, you're kind of in for a bumpy ride. They, they were suggesting we call our customers, ask for any payments that hadn't been made yet. Anybody who could pick yeah. up, uh, encourage them to uh, do what you can to get your money from your uh, accounts receivable. Basically that was step one. 
That's step, scary. Step two. Yeah, definitely. Because they're in the yeah. same position too, because nobody wanted to give up their money at that point. They were going to hold on and wait right. and see what happened. And yeah. so, and these are all small businesses. The businesses that we work with are all the, the hashtag too small to fail kind of businesses. We're not working with, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Verizons of the world. We're not doing licensed printing for the NFL or the NHL. Um, we don't yeah. have any major, major accounts. You know, we don't print for, for any of the big three or anything like that. We're, we're, uh, th- we're all in the same boat together on this. We're all, exactly. uh, dealing with similar, uh, clientele here, uh, like we are small businesses. Um, right. But I, I say that only because it's such a big topic of our show, especially right now. Um, yeah. But to, to come back full circle to that, Phil, you know, it was a scary time, but, you know, we knew basically at that point that the stuff that they were saying would come through wasn't going to be guaranteed. And it was very yeah. quickly that we started to see and hear from other people and from the people that we were applying with that, oh, shit you, you're not, you're, you're not going to get this. We had, you know, 10 times the amount of people apply that we had anticipated, you know, even though we might be the perfect candidate for these grants or these loans, sorry, it's just not there. And, you know, for instance, the, you know, we did get an advance on the economic relief, uh, application, but that's because literally the day it was available, we filled it out. You know what I mean? We were very early on this. Now that's a whole loan, but on the flip side, that was just an advance on the loan. We still haven't heard back on whether we've even been approved for the actual loan or not. Will we even get that? Where's that money coming from? We know we're in that discussion somewhere, but as we get closer and closer and the less we know, and there's no really way to get through to anybody at this point. There, there's not a call center that's just like waiting to um, no. take your call because everybody's overwhelmed at this point. But you know what does that tell you? That tells you that the the implications of this were we we really under uh, we didn't we didn't anticipate it would be to this extent. No. It's way no, beyond what we thought it was going to be. Um, but this is when the the implications start to really uh, uh, rear their ugly head, if you will. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely something where we're not going to see the, the worst of this for a while, at least in my opinion, because when, when these businesses are getting denied these loans or they didn't get to the table fast enough, and what happens when they're already behind, you've already lost two months, two months of revenue almost. And then you got to come back and, and what's going to happen when you don't get that help, you're already behind. Now you're not getting the help that you, that you need uh, to keep your company afloat. And I think you're going to see a lot of small businesses shutting down. I mean, I, I saw, uh, I live out in uh, Macomb County, Michigan, and I saw a store uh, in a strip mall down here, uh, all boarded up. It looks like they recently must have shut the doors. And I think you're going to see more of that than people think. What kind of business was that, Phil? It was a like a dollar store. Oh, really? Because you think yeah. a dollar store, they could have been operating this whole time. I wonder if they just yeah. ran out of product, Phil. I wonder if they ran out of things could altogether be. because the supply right. chain, as we know, if you're reading anything right now, you're seeing that as of Friday, um, and we're not uh-huh. trying to get into fear tactics here, but they're saying as of Friday, right. um, 
you know, you're looking at a possible uh, shortage on the supply chain of the food, and and that's like you know your your meats and, and things of that nature because they have been hit hard by um, staff being infected by the coronavirus yeah. or COVID nineteen, and that's not it's not a permanent thing. They're expecting more, but that's when you're. Uh, will you see more right. panic at that point? I don't know. That's beside the point. But I think those smaller places like that. If I can't find toilet paper, I'm going to go check the dollar store and yeah. they're not used to that kind of demand and they don't necessarily get first crack at news they might've just ran out of essential stuff or maybe they had somebody who was That's infected true. by the virus and they had to shut down. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of unknowns, but that's a thing. It, this isn't something that is, um, uh, you know, a guaranteed bounce back. Like, you know, we no. talked about this earlier, Phil, um, yeah. there are, there are some people who are really optimistic about this and they're thinking, yeah, this is going to come right back. It's going to, it's, yeah, it might be a slow go. Um, but I think other people, I don't know if you want to call it being pessimistic, but I think sometimes yeah. pessimism can be a, a good thing, even though it's, it's frowned upon sometimes, but you know, I'm looking at it from a reality standpoint and the numbers are kind of backing me up. If you listen yeah. to, uh, um, or if you, if you go off of the numbers from FEMA, FEMA states that about 40% of businesses do not reopen after a natural disaster. So right. can this be considered a natural disaster? It's hard to say, right? I mean, I think you could call right. it that, couldn't you? I, I think so. It seems to be a disaster to me. I mean, <laughs> You're like everything it, I it, see is a disaster. This, that, yeah. everything, everything about it's a disaster in one way, shape or form. Yeah. Totally. I agree with it's crazy. And I, I really do. I, I think that, I think you're spot on with that. I don't think anybody is, well, I, I think some people are, but I, I don't think it's going to be back to normal for, I mean, a long time. And I worry too, sometimes that people are going to jump out of their, uh, small business type jobs and jump to the bigger people uh, because those are the companies that have jobs available. And I, I think that's a scary thing to think about too, to lose all these small businesses. Well, because here's the thing though, Phil, just because you, 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 you're, if you're, if you go and you bounce to the bigger guy, let's say Amazon or, 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 or you go and you work for, for, um, one of the big three or something like that, it's not going to, there's not going to be jobs just readily available for everybody in that situation. There, no. there are going to be some people where, you know, one, you'll have businesses shut down. So some of those, you know, maybe, maybe a company smaller than us, maybe we absorb some of their, uh, some of their, um, staff that could happen. Right. You'll see the same thing in the restaurant industry. People will shuffle around a little bit. I think you're going to have a lot of people after this just decide that maybe they're in search of a new calling or they really found their yeah. passion during this uh these 2 months that they were out of it. But as it stands right Definitely. now, Phil, you've got about 20% unemployment right now. Yeah, people that's who crazy. are who are quote unquote, actively seeking jobs, even though we know yeah. nobody's seeking jobs right now. It's just a, right. it's, it's just a formality, but, um, at 20% unemployment, you got to figure some of that's going to be corrected by the time, um, the States start to open up and people start going back to work. Um, yep. but that's, uh, you know, 26 and a half million jobs lost as a result of this COVID-19. Um, but you got to imagine a lot of those people are sitting pretty right now and they're like, 
they they're on unemployment and it's for some people they're making more than they were um when you know when they were employed um so yeah. now when you're asking them to get back to it maybe they maybe they'll just wait it out maybe they'll they'll explore their options cuz they don't have to jump to that bigger company because right. they can wait it out a little bit because there's going to be there's going to be um people who can still make the um the the argument that they're either they they have symptoms or yep. that they uh they can't find childcare cuz maybe the kids are right. uh kids kids would still be in school in this time uh you know school yeah. doesn't usually get out until about mid June um so we still got another full month and a half and, and and the problem is though there's so much time there between now and July when that yeah, actual exactly. extra $600 dries up, I think you're going to see, um, that's when you're going to see those, uh, those numbers drop. And that's not going to be until July when they yeah. take people off that extra $600. Um, and that's when I you know, agree. my prediction wise, that's when you're going to see the real numbers and the story really be told about where we're at, because either people are going to try to go back to their jobs and those jobs will not be there or we're going to yeah. try to get people back and there's going to be nobody for us to, we're going to have to run our business in a completely different way. And that's the, the, the struggle that small businesses are, are trying to manage right now. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's going to hit real hard. And I, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know what people can, that money that the government is giving for unemployment right now, that's a lot of money for some people. And, and I mean, for myself too, it's like, that $900 a week for somebody that, or however much you're, you're getting, it, it can be a lot more. And I think you will see a lot of people that are going to almost be refusing to go back to work. And I know you can't refuse to go back to work. There's certain things in place that don't let you do that, but you, but during, like you said, during you these times, yeah, during these times, the normal rules go out the business or <laughs> these exactly. normal rules go out the, the window because you know, there you think they have time to check up on all that, Phil? Do you think they no. have time to check into all right. these loans? We're all trying to get back to some form of normalcy here. And I, I can guarantee you there will be uh, no audits on tax returns for, for, no. for 2020 because it's just going to be such a mess and such a shit show when you really break it yeah. down. And that's where this gets, gets um, you're going, I, I still think you're going to see a lot of fraud take place. I agree. Intentional or unintentional. Maybe you had the best of intentions when you applied for those loans, but when you're, right. when you're talking, um, finding ways to get the, those funds forgiven, finding ways to, um, you know, even if you, even if you take that over however many years at a 1% interest rate, you can, you can invest that in a, in a CD and you'll make more money on it. You know what I mean? No, Believe it or sure. not, not much more, but you'll still make a little right. bit more. So I think you're going to see, um, you, you'll see some fraud take place and there's no way to yeah. stop it. There's no way to police it, but that's, how do you fix that? How do you fix that as a, as a country that we're, we're dealing in this, this, and, and, you know, uh, we can talk about this on another episode, but this doesn't feel like, this doesn't feel like capitalism to me. No, do you know no, what I mean? It, 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 it no, I get you. There, there, with, you know, the government, like I'm all for the safety and the precautions and everything like that. But when you've got, you're not 
verifying or validating the success rate of these companies that are collecting on the money. No. Like our example I gave right. earlier, there's people who are who are running failing businesses that are collecting on this. It's it's crazy. And that 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 jeopardizes the opportunity of somebody who is able or, or who should be entitled to I shouldn't say entitled because none of us are entitled to this. This is this is something where any way you look at it, in a situation like this, no business should be getting money to help uh, keep them afloat. If you believe in true capitalism, it's just not. It shouldn't be that way, right? But at the same time, the government shouldn't be able to tell you that you can or cannot operate your business either. I, exactly. I get it. So, so yeah. it's like you're 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 trading one value system for another here. Um, yeah, but that's why when this stuff comes up, forget, put your pride aside. I don't care if you, you, you don't believe in, uh, what you believe socialism in, right. or not take the money if they're offering it. You, you know what it. I mean? Um, you have I, to. I think that's what gets hard because then I think we should kind of, you know, wrap this conversation up a little bit here. Um, be, because I think we can get into that conversation. I think we're making our way to a new conversation yeah. a little bit. And we've already been going for a while here, Phil. Um, it yep. flew by fast, but you know, when you see these efforts that, that companies like ours and others are making from a, from a very micro standpoint, um, yep. I'm seeing a lot of questions get thrown out there when we're applying for these grants, like, what are you going to do with this money to help your community? What are you going to do exactly. on a local level? And, you know, we've, we've been doing some of that where we've been working with, you know, for instance, the, the office pub and, and putting up their, their, um, um, their apparel online, giving them a way to, uh, facilitate that and bring in orders, um, to sell, sell off some of their existing inventory that we have printed. Um, so I think that's going to be a lot of our approach moving forward is how do we navigate these other companies who may not have the means to facilitate something like that. They may be just, you know, there's plenty of people who are, who are from other States or they've, 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 they've transplanted. They used to live in Michigan. They grew up here. They know the office pub and they want to buy one of those cool t-shirts or the same for any, any business on main street. Our goal moving forward is, you know, how do we, how do we do that on a larger scale and how do we, how do we roll that out to make it um, attractive to the client and the client's customer without even knowing their customer, you know? Um, so I pose this question to you, Phil, how do we, beyond that, like when we talk too small to fail, are we actually too small to fail? Because I think by definition, when they're putting these things out there and the way they, they word these things and the way they're giving out money, I would, I would venture to believe that, our, our government does not believe that we're too small to fail. I think it's only the people right here on main street and the people right. you interact with that truly believe that because they don't care. You, you shut down, somebody else will be in your place a year from now, yeah. two years from now, so on and so forth. They don't care. Yeah. And that's the thing is like uh, the, these small businesses, true small businesses, people in the community, we all need to remember that we all have to, support each other because that's the only way you you have to now more than ever say, instead of going to, you know, companies X, Y, and Z, we need to stay local, spend the extra couple bucks to to keep each other afloat because it's the only way that that we're going to survive. And no, 
we're not too small to fail. It's, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I know you like, you like to tell yourself true. that, but until we change that yeah. mindset of where it's not just supporting your local, your local businesses, it's not just supporting the local entities. That's one very small part of it. And I hate to say yeah. this because it's, it's not, uh, this is also not the way capitalism should work, but at the same time, it also means not supporting the bigger guy. Sometimes uh, how right. many times are, are, are people ordering from Amazon and willing yeah. to, to, uh, shop there for gifts instead of, you know, if I just out of sheer convenience and the, the prime shipping, and it can be to me in two days, like how many people right. opt for that? Or how many people are going to these chain restaurants, the same chain restaurants that are taking money hand over fist right now? Yeah. And that's something with me that I, you know what? I don't shop on Amazon much. Um, and as far as like fast food goes, I do, I do go to the bigger chains, but like well, cause there's not a lot of, stuff. there's not a lot of fast food that is, that is right. hyper local. I mean, you don't get a lot of that, but exactly. I mean, it's a difference of going to, uh, a main street in, in downtown Romeo versus uh, yeah. going to the Tim Hortons down the road. And that gets tricky too, because I'm sure Tim Hortons right. is operated by somebody locally uh, even though it's a franchise, yeah, exactly. these are, but, but it's just the, the whole scheme of things, how it works. It's like, it just, right. you can't have it both ways and you are going to have no. companies that fold as a result of this. And there's no coming back. There's no coming back from a lot of this. I mean, everything that's wiped right. out right now is basically the bills, the money that's being handed out can simply hopefully cover some bills for a little bit of time, but yeah, they're hoping to just stay afloat with those though that there's going to be a, a whole quarter of output lost for these businesses. And yeah, I don't know. It, it, imagine how this affects things moving forward. There's people who are, who are going to be extending their, their, their retirement plan. I mean, you, you look at a place like the Romeo cafe, right next door to us, one of the smallest businesses you can have in town, just the way they operate, yeah. no liquor license, uh, a very small window of hours, but a loyal following. I mean, that's something where it, when it's, when it's a husband and wife and there's just a couple other people on staff, I can't imagine how this has affected them because even what, I know what, what kind of PPP money are you getting there for two and a half, uh, months worth of, uh, payroll when it's, when it's wait, wait staff and two owners who I guarantee you aren't taking a paycheck. How does right. that shake? I, I they're not going to get anything. It's, 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 they're not going to get anything and it's, it's not going to help much. And unfortunately the way these loans are set up, it, it just, for some businesses, it, it's not going to help much. If they even get it, if they even apply for it. I mean, right. that's the other thing you, you wait too long and that opportunity has gone. And you know, I, I love the way people are, you know, supporting the restaurants that have remained open. Um, yeah. you know, there, cause you know, the, the, you know, the food and all the food and everything is great, but I mean, there's, it's going to get to a point where, you know, when they open, they're not, they're, people aren't going to be rushing to come out. Even when we open, no. people aren't going to be rushing to come out. We're, we're, we're right. dealing with, um, a lot of the, uh, all of a sudden after that landscape, uh, order was, they they allowed landscapers to go back to work basically after the yeah. uh, change in the order. So we finally have, you know, a lot of those orders coming through, 
you don't realize how many landscapers you actually do work for until you get all those phone calls on Monday right. morning with everybody looking to, to, to place orders, which is great, but their orders are smaller and they're, they weren't able to bring back a lot of the, um, uh, migrant workers that they have come in too, because they're on special work visas and stuff like that when they come through. Um, and they, they're worried that their staff isn't going to stick around. They're worried that they won't be able to bring back enough people because the people don't want to go back to work. So those are the things we're hearing directly from small businesses. Um, so I really, you know, this is when we start to talk about the, um, you know, other people's experiences and how they're handling it. And that's why it's so important for us to continue this dialogue, because I think we should be too small to fail. I, I think you need right. this aspect of your community, whether, whether the government believes it or not, I really don't care. Um, that's beside yeah. the point, but we have to start making changes at a local level. And I'm not talking a local government level. I'm talking about just the way we all operate, you know, uh, do a little gut check the next time you pull up to the McDonald's drive-thru. Is this really the best thing for, uh, the economics of our local area? Is this really what we want to support? Do I want to go to Home Depot or do I want to go to the independently owned Ace down the street from me? You know what I mean? Where are you yeah. doing your shopping at? I mean, th these are the things that really matter. And these are the things that we have to do in the local business community to ensure that the, when these kind of things come up, we get through it. Cause I guarantee you, Phil, they're talking, you know, 12 to 18 months out for a vaccine. Who's to say, we don't say this, see the same thing in January of 2021. And we're in the same right. boat all over again trying to navigate our way through the second shutdown. So those 40% of businesses who made it through that first round, how many are going to be left standing after that? Right. And and that's the thing is when things do go back to, uh, you know, normal and everything does open up again, you can't forget about what has happened over the last couple months. And that's why you have to make that decision to try to, you know, to not go to the big guys as much because if something like this happens again, we, we, we just got to stick together and make sure that, um, you know, if you are a small business, we just have to support each other. Yeah. The numbers don't lie guys. I mean, this is, this is the reality right. that we're, le we're dealing with right now. So remember that the next time when we finally can, uh, get back to it, uh, when it's finally over, uh, and, and I'll get back to reality. Uh, but we have to continue this campaign. We have to continue the too small to fail because yep. I think it's important. But, uh, like I said, if you have a story you want to tell, we want to hear it. We, uh, we love talking to other small business owners. Um, and Hey, if you're a big business owner out there too, we'll talk to you too. We'll get your perspective. We won't, uh, we won't completely box you out, but we're, we might not tell yeah, anybody right. to go to your place. I mean, it's just a reality <laughs> of it here, but, uh, you know, yep. you know how to get a hold of us. Um, primo at famsprinting.com. If you want to email us and uh, tell us a little bit about your story, we'd love to hear from you at Instagram or on Instagram. You can find us at primo USA or at primo T's on Twitter. Drop us a direct message. You can find primo Phil at primo Phil on both platforms. And as always, we've got new episodes every week, sometimes even a little more these days, but don't forget. Oh yeah. As always content is king oh. and the struggle is absolutely real right now it's the real deal the real deal yeah no. um until next time guys that was the primo podcast mm -hmm.